Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello, everyone. Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's whoa. me. It's me, fuckers. Tom. It's my voice. Oh, man. I've been gone. I've been away from the game, Dave. I've been away from the game. I've been. But you're back. I've been living in the Pacific Northwest in a log cabin. Mm-hmm. Chopping Unabombing. wood. Yeah, Unabombing, chopping wood, just trying to mind my own business. Um. But they brought me back in, Dave. They brought yeah, me back in. I, f- I found you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, I, you, you, I, I, you flew out there in a helicopter and a beret and told me we yep. we need you now more than ever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm begrudgingly <laughs> returning to Hypecast. Uh, you're uh, like fucking Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going for uh, Rambo, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Shit. I forgot how we do the show. Well, there's the Hypecast. Hypecast. <laughs> It's a show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other one, David Bell. And we don't have a guest. We do not. We tried. But we'll have a guest next well, week. Yes, we, we signed up a guest for next week. I would say we we could have accepted a guest for this week, but it, it I think it I think it was better to just uh you and I recalibrate. You yeah, know? yeah, you know, sort of sort of get back on the same page. Yeah, uh, to, to the, uh, reunite, bump knucks, bump some mm-hmm. knucks, uh, bump our knucks together for bump sure. Bump our knucks, do the predator handshake. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know touch what I'm tips. talking about. Yeah, All touch, of that gingerly stuff. touch tips. Of course. All the things people do when they, you know, meet up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they reunite. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the same we t-shirts. Ritualistically, yeah, we ritualistically ate Abe. You know, we did. We like, ate Abe. We ate Abe. Yeah. To to ref, you know. Bring in a new and we, season. We, we each you know? we each drew pictures of us eating Abe. Yeah, of course, <laughs> for the memories. Yeah, you know, and and we did it. We did it. You and I together. We're Dave. back. We're back. We're hyped. We're better than ever. We're so hyped. <laughs> yeah, we're better. We're for... partially both of us are cyborgs now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, I have I have a I have a a, a, a cybernetic pinky finger. That's that's it. Yeah, but boy, what a pinky pinky finger! Yeah, it helps it uh, it helps me play some really cool guitar uh, chords on the guitar. Oh, that's great news! Yeah, and we're then, so, and, and, and like we're I can, so awesome. I now. can open Capri Suns with my pinky now. Oh, you can destroy Capri Suns! Yeah, just rip it right open like a Velociraptor claw. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, 
It's nice to have you back, Tom. Thanks. We've actually been recording podcasts before this point. Uh, you know, like podcasts are going to go. You know how podcasts work. You record them. I do. Then they I'm go aware. at a later date. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's nice to hear your voice. It's been nice to record. Nothing against the many guests we had, but like, you know. I, I like my yeah. I like my Coke Classic, man. This, this is our house, Dave. This is, this is, yeah, this is the exactly. house that we built. Exactly. And it's weird when somebody else is walking around wearing my clothes. Exactly. Exactly. This is all and they have to be eaten. Yes, we must eat them and we must draw a picture of us eating them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it, it completes the ritual. Right. And helps us cope probably. <laughs> probably. It does, it's deli- it's it's fun. That's maybe, all that matters. Maybe it's fun. Yeah, that's that's the primary thing. Mhm. Mhm. Well, shit. Tom, do you want to talk about uh trailers? Dave, I would love so much to talk about all the new trailers this week, but fucking Except- first, yeah. Yeah. We got to name some ding-dongs, don't we? Right. Tom, there'll there'll be some like new names in here. Ooh, I want you to we know. Have, we have new ding-dongs? Okay. Oh yeah. But I'll, I'll start us off. Big thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you, you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to Abe Epperson, a swell dude. Thank you. We ate. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Mm, thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Barry Tumath says, Scott never died and Scott jokes are lazy. Gen X nonsense. Pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. To be clear, these are Hypecast producers. Okay, I'm going to take over. <laughs> Thank you to Bob Granville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knight Boot. Nelson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, well, you, know, you know, when NPR says like viewers like you, we actually name them and we allow them to make up their own dumb names. Yeah. And then we call them ding dongs. Yep. And so we are better than NPR. All right. I've always thought so. Yeah. So let's talk about these Ninja Turtles. These teenage these mutant ninja turtles. Teenaged mutant ninja turtles. And they're mutant mayhem. Uh, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja it, Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. It's the new animated Turtles movie. It's coming out from Seth Rogen. Yep. Uh, it's so. There's this thing that happens in animation, right? Where like Pixar gets famous, so everything looks like Pixar. Disney uh, Renaissance looks famous, so everything looks like Disney Renaissance. And now the Spider Verse uh, was a hit, and so everything is sort of aping that style. Yeah. Uh, which is to say, I'm okay with that I'm uh, a- because it looks good. I'm okay with it, but I'm also, I think it's a little creatively bankrupt, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just I like, mean, it's, again, it's, it's, it's like so, like this, the animation looks good in this trailer, but it is so, so very obvious that they saw yeah. Spider-Verse make a bunch of money and win Academy Awards. I'm like, let's do that. Well, right. Maybe, problem... maybe once you come up with your own thing. I don't know. Right. But this is, of course, this is just movie making, right? Yeah. The, or studio films, which is like an original project comes out, right? And they go, wow, that original product did so well. We should just uh, copy it, right? And then we'll also do well. And it's like, no, yes. that did well because it was original, yeah. not because of what it was. But like, that's that's of, why that's why the Marvel universe exists, Dave. Because you remember, Iron, yes. Iron Man was a breath of fresh air, and then they did that 
35 Until more times over the next 15 years. <laughs> right. So there will come a point where this style of animation, we will be like, man, I'm so sick of everything looking like that. But right now, it's still the honeymoon period. That said, I guess I will say, like, I, I will say, if I, you remember, I, when I watched Spider-Verse, I got dizzy. Yeah. And so this style of animation might not be for everyone. And that might be a real bummer. Yeah, that's 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 why I was kind of trying to put a pin in it. It's I don't think we're in the honeymoon. Pe- like, I think that animation right. style is very specific to Spider-Verse and the story they were telling. Right. Um, it feels weird and like obviously uh just a knockoff in in a different franchise film like this yeah but again i do i am like well it looks good it it feels cynical here i'll say yeah and i think it's going to continue to feel a bit cynical when everybody does it yeah uh but i again i still think it looks good but it's just you know it looks good because it's using a style it looks it looks good because tested because spider-verse looks good yeah um Yeah, I mostly like the cast here. Oh, uh, I didn't. Look, I like their I little. I didn't look up the cast. <laughs> oh, I, I think Jackie Chan's in the mix. That's, like there yeah, was just a is, bunch of yeah. They 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 named a bunch of names at the end, and I didn't absorb most of them. But Jackie right. Chan was definitely on there. Yeah, I like their little Peter Laird reference. Um, I like, and you have notes about this too. Yeah, for the most part, I like that they made them teenagers. Right. It's weird to <laughs> say, but like. Honestly, think about every adaptation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and honestly, the original Eastman and Laird comics even and the current comics in IDW, they they're not teenagers. They don't behave no. like teenagers. They don't they don't. It's they're nothing they're about college. They're like college kids. Right. They're they're college age mutant ninja turtle. Like none of them behave like they're 14 or 15 years old. They just right. don't. They don't. And it, yeah, it was jarring at first. And then in my mind, it clicked of like, Right teenagers right they're supposed to be teenagers um, and yeah. I, I remember seth rogan when this film was first announced i think about two years ago he tweeted a picture of like one of the turtles uh, school notebook pages with a bunch of doodles on it and stuff and i really right. like i really like that idea is it you know to convey the tone of it um and yeah i think that's a really cool idea it's right there in the title teenage Mutant ninja turtles make them teenagers so they're um a little more youthful than you might be used to in this movie um at, right. at least it seems like uh they're behaving like actual children which is an interesting take on the turtles yes. because they've never behaved like that before right um, it's funny because part of me is like i would love to see like a a not not because i think it'd be good but i think it'd be funny to do like a noir gritty ninja turtles uh like really gritted up but I guess that's technically what Michael Bay did, and I hated that <laughs> for the most part. So, yeah. like that instinct is very self-destructive of me to say. The sec- and so the watching this, I'm right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, the second one was f- like because they remember to have more fun. Well, they remember to There's... do the cartoon. There's a thing with uh, a lot, right. of, a lot of these properties where like um, fans feel the need to like age them up with them like with themselves like well i'm older now so turtles should be older it's like no turtles was a goofy ass cartoon for children and it should remain that way right and those turtles were horrifying they continue to be horrifying Mm -hmm. because they were the most adult feeling ones right Um, oh in the michael bay movie yeah yeah i think the what i think what so the stuff that hit it the most was the tmmt movie 
for me. That felt a little, surprisingly, a little more gritty. It was doing the Raphael Vigilante stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, point being that what I want is probably not a good idea. And it's it, it's what it sparked from is that these all generally have a tone to them that I think is unavoidable. And so this one seems to lean into it more, which I think is the good thing. Like we're saying, they're like, let's actually make them teenagers. Let's make it sillier. Yeah. This feels a little more on the silly side where actually I think that's probably at this point the thing to do. And it's like, if I want to watch a gritty Ninja Turtles, I could watch that first original movie, which is probably as gritty <laughs> yeah. as it should get. Yeah, read the original comics too, which is just what that first movie yeah. was adapting. Like it's, it, it kind of started there. And then, but right. the, but the thing that everybody likes is the cartoon. So, right. And at the end of the day, it was invented by two people who were high. Yeah. Who drew it on a bar napkin? It really doesn't matter. What the, matters the, is the, the teenage. Like, yeah, right. The teenage part of the name was always just like a joke. Yeah. Um, and it's never really the the most it's mattered. Like the most input it's had on adaptations up to this point is that they tell jokes. Like they're kind of right, funny. Exactly. Um, so it's, it, it's it's neat to have this movie treat them like kids. Right. There's nothing precious about Ninja Turtles, so it's kind of nice to see someone think about it a little harder and say, like, yeah, let's actually make them teenagers for once. Yeah. Uh, even though they're technically, t- I guess, they'd pretend the other ones were teenagers, but yeah. As yeah, they're absolutely said. not. There's no way yeah. the Raphael in the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies is a teenager. Right. I mean, remember the fucking jokes in the original movie? They would make these like jo- like boomer jokes. Uh, they do like impressions. Yeah. It, Michelangelo does an impression of James Cagney and, and Humphrey Bogart. And it's like, yeah, what? exactly. It's like, yeah, classic teenage thing. Shouldn't to do. he be doing Michael Jackson impressions? You're right. Um, yeah. They, they weren't just not teenagers. They were like 80. Yeah. Um, I think my. Other than, you know, um, the animation style being a complete, uh, uh, obvious, uh, naked knockoff of Spider-Verse, my only other complaint with this trailer is that um, Donatello sounds like he's seven years old. Yeah, what's with that? I don't that's know. Really, like it's he, a weird like choice. Like he genuinely sounds like a baby, and that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird a choice. Weird choice. <laughs> If he's supposed way, to, if he's supposed to be 13, 14, he shouldn't fucking sound like that. He sounds like he's seven yeah. years old. It's weird. It's odd, and maybe that maybe that's the bit. Although it just occurred to me, Tom, is that turtles live to be very old. So maybe for turtles, teenager is actually like sixty. Oh, hey, Dave. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fa- that's also fair. <laughs> uh, I have I have nothing else to say about this. Yeah. Other than that, generally speaking, teenage mutant ninja turtles to me is like. Like the Michael Bay ones were a little frustrating, uh, but for the most part, the adaptations, including the cartoons, the new cartoons, the old ones, it's all it's all gravy, you know. Yeah, like it's, it's all just fine. like, yeah. I honestly wish more of these, and it looks like because clearly Bebop and Rock City are in this movie. We see them in the trailer. Um, yeah. I just I wish more of the adaptations would adapt the cartoon show because uh, the cartoon show and the action figures because that's what everyone likes. Right, at least like the tone, the tone, yeah, and like the the arts—not necessarily the art style, but like the look of the way the, the, tech. the, the way the characters look. Like it should look like the cartoon and the action figures because that's what people fucking liked. Yeah, um, 
Well, uh, yeah, they they definitely have to like. I don't know. There was wasn't there that like fucking rabbit? Um, I, I Isagi Jimbo. He's a different comic that did a crossover with Turtles. Oh, uh, that explains it. Yeah, I at least want to see the fucking neutrinos. Uh, I want to see the neutrinos. I want to see Leatherhead. I want to see Slash. Right. I want to see all the dumb action figures that I bought as a child uh, in in a movie. Why is that so hard? Why is it taken fucking four decades? The problem is, honestly, it's Transformers' fault, right? Because that first Transformers movie also had that problem where it was like, well, we want to take this seriously. It's got to be serious. And so they didn't like just do the... Because both Transformers and Ninja Turtles... Ninja Turtles, yes, was technically a comic first, but that comic wasn't very precious. And then they sold it off to a toy company. Like, not, not sold it off, but they sold the cartoon rights. Yeah to i think playtime toys well they they, uh, they sold toys first to play to playmates right and, and then, then they, and then it. playmates, playmates yeah. produced the cartoon to sell the toys and that that's what people have this reverence for. yes that's and, what and people like, liked about the turtles nobody read exactly. that fucking comic outside of massachusetts or like weird, weird like, comic book nerds. yeah um yeah and nothing against peter laird and kevin eastman not that they would care again can't stress this enough they 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 did this as a joke yeah uh it's a very lucrative joke yeah it's the uh, most lucrative so, joke in history just about yeah uh and so like point being that like if you're if you're gonna recreate it re- yeah recreate the thing that sparked that love yeah and that's what that is but i feel like we had that michael bay era where it was like no it has to be serious and then they made a ninja turtles like that too and luckily as you pointed out in the sequel they were like okay let's drop all of that bullshit yeah let's uh, let's finally put bebop and rocksteady into a movie after fucking four decades like yeah why the hell did it take why you did... that long to put bebop and rocksteady it's into a movie so... It's so weird that Secret of the Ooze was like, we have to call them something different. It's like, why? You had, why, why, what writer was like, it's not realistic. We have to make them different animals or something. There was something like, I feel like. Was there, was there like a rights issue? I I feel like reading, I feel like I read that it was a legal thing. Maybe. Where it's sort of like He-Man. Um, the, right. I, I may be speaking out of my ass as far as turtles, but I know that the He-Man movie, the one with Dolph Lundgren and, and Frank Langella, had the rights to the He-Man com He-Man. Oh, uh, right, that makes sense. Yes, like they, if they have the right to the cart uh, the comic, but not the cartoon, not the cartoon, or it was something like that. So they couldn't put like so instead of Orko, they had Gwildor, that dwarf uh, character right. that they invented. I bet that's I bet that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. So they had to invent a bunch of new bad guys that were like similar to existing um uh characters in 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 he-man i mean they still had beast man and and skeletor but like yeah anyway right anyway the point is just put fucking the toys in the movie that's all i care about yeah now they are yeah that's fine yeah that's all fine. uh uh, all right well next trailer uh this is for an apple tv i want to say movie yes it's a movie called ghosted this is um a comedy action it's true lies it's true lies that's not but that's not there's nothing wrong with that i i will take 10 true lies um jamie lee curtis in this case is chris evans and anna de armas is arnold schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. uh and like boy i want to see them fight people i want to see them fuck like this is two good looking people uh the idea is that he goes on a date with her and she ghosts him hence the title he goes to track her down in a very 
uh, after the uh, from the advice of Amy Sedaris, where I was like, "Oh my God, look out! <laughs> it's it's Jerry from Strangers with Kids. Uh, she's going to take advantage of you, Chris Evans." Um, but he goes to another country and finds out she's a spy, and then it's like a fun buddy comedy spy romance. Yeah, like an with action Chris comedy. Evans. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Adrian Brody is the villain. Adrian Brody's doing some kind of accent. It's incredible. I, I fucking love the cast. I can't stress enough, you don't see Amy Sedaris in things enough, so it was just nice seeing her as well. Well, but she's in like, The Mandalorian, but yeah, she's not in... Wait, not she a, is? Yes. I gotta not not in movies as often, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, also, I just gotta say, Chris Evans is doing comedy again. If people recall... That's kind of where he started, right? Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He was in Not Another Teen Movie. He sure was, and he's great in it. <laughs> he is. So, I don't know. I'm just generally pro this movie. you have any thoughts? It looks fine. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, it's I'm, not I'm into be it. amazing. It looks yeah. fine. Like, it's, it's weird to me that major studios like Apple, which, you know, has a ton of money, are, is right. is still producing big movies like this for streaming because yeah. uh, the numbers you know it's been three years and change uh the numbers have uh borne out and shown that it's just not <laughs> it's it's just not profitable to 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 produce and release movies in this way um it but be, apple is sticking yeah. to it man <laughs> so. i think yeah where we went wrong right is like okay so we're not gonna have a video store anymore um why can't apple produce a movie that then goes into theaters exactly it's it's yeah it, that's, that's what i was saying it's a buzz and then goes to their streaming service after that right that would uh, yeah be acceptable yeah uh, that's what i was saying when i when i said it's been three years it's like when when every studio doubled down on uh, uh releasing movies directly to streaming during the pandemic is what i was referring to yeah um, and we do need yeah. i think it would be nice to regard these types of movies as theatrical movies you right, know what i mean it, it, right it's so weird to just sort of like dump it on a streaming service where it yeah it, you know we again it's been three years we know that like y- you dump it on a streaming service it doesn't it, people don't feel urgency it just sort of kind of lands like a, like a dead fish like it just doesn't make much of an impact when you just unload a movie onto a streaming service yeah, and this looks like it would be a blast in theaters. Yeah, so. this is oh. the kind of this is the kind of thing like with the stars in it and and the production value that looks like it has behind it and the amount of money Apple has and I'm sure they spent a bunch of money on this movie. Put it into theaters. What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe this is why we're still able to get mid budget because this is mid budget action, right? Something that feels like yeah. has gone kind of ex- extinct. Um, and maybe the only reason we can is because they can't spend money on a theatrical release you know uh that That they're like yeah which if that's i don't actually know for sure but if that's the exchange then i'd rather have the movie exist than not at all you know that's fair but it is still a bummer yeah if that's the situation it just it sucks that the only thing that goes to theaters is marvel movies and shit shit on like 300 million dollar movie it's like god damn it (laughs) give us some 50 million dollar um Chris Evans and Ana de Armas palling around yeah. and getting into action fights on a, looks... on a on a globe trotting adventure, Dave, with Adrian Brody doing a weird ass voice. I don't know what he's doing. It's perfect. He's doing villain voice. He's doing villain voice. Yeah, he's doing Boris uh, Badenov. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I don't know. I'm excited for this. 
it's a it doesn't look amazing but i just like a good like you know competent action yeah i'm i'm excited uh, i'm excited to forget this exists and never watch it <laughs> because well, yeah, it's because that's what happens when you release a movie directly on streaming <laughs> on apple tv i don't know about you i don't browse apple tv i go on there if there's something specific that i'm looking for otherwise yeah this is going to just get buried yeah It'll just get buried. So, yeah. Um, well, speaking of things that are going to get buried, and also Marvel, I guess Citadel. Uh, this is the long kiss goodnight. It's a new. Kinda. It's a new action adventure series from the Russo brothers. Um, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, it stars Richard Madden, who you probably know as Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, and Pri- uh, Priyanka Chopra, uh, Jonas, um, who you know from I think it was called Quantico. The TV show that she was on. Anyway, Man. she is a sleeper agent who it's long kiss goodnight, like you're saying. She's a sleeper agent who yeah. does doesn't remember she was a sleeper agent, and Richard Madden is another agent trying to get her back in the game, and then Stanley Tucci shows up. Um Yeah, he and, does. And, and, and to tell like yeah. dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like to get to, he's like spy daddy. Right. He's 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 their Bos- Bosley, but he's also telling dad jokes. Yeah. This I'm I'm it's fine. I don't know. It, it it's I I I, I like seeing an ironic ski henchman and I, I kind of fantasize a future where we'll get back into like pre Shane black action. You know what I mean? Where action doesn't have to be meta um, and we could take it like seriously and then make fun of it again. Um, and so like just seeing ski henchman gave me a little hope of like, yeah, that's silly. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do it. That said, this looks frightfully generic. It looks like everything the Russo brothers make. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it looks fine, but, like, nothing that's gonna, I, I don't know. Like, there's nothing about it that that makes me, that, that makes it seem urgent. Like, I need to watch it. Like, it just seems like, yeah. oh, okay, this will probably be fine. Um, and, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. How do you think they're doing? Because, like, I was thinking about this, is making a Marvel movie doesn't really, like, even if it's a successful Marvel movie, which, of course, the Russo brothers have made several i don't know how much that helps you as a director you know what i mean Where, I like, I, well i think they're just producing this but i don't think it helps them at all in terms of directing um i don't i really don't think it does i don't think yeah what what seems to have happened is by happenstance you know just because they were the people in the room that were most agreeable to marvel and most reliable to marvel they directed the most successful movie of all time so yes uh, they, i mean uh, for people listening going what the fuck are you talking about i'm sure that has an effect on a career like no doubt their their names if their names are attached to a project that gets the project well, that's, attention that's, that's, for that's, sure that's what i was saying but, that's what i was building up to it's they they directed avengers endgame which is the biggest movie in the world but like they don't have any real unique talent or or vision themselves at least not from the movies of theirs that i've seen them uh direct so it's more right. of just like they get to get in the room and get their projects made because their name is it has such pedigree because it's attached to this three billion dollar Marvel film that conquered the world. And like it just seems like they don't really have that many ideas. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's the thing is. And I it, I just think I, I think in general there might be in the industry. People might start realizing that. Right. It's like if someone's like, well, I directed a Marvel film, they'll be like. Oh, so you can follow directions, uh, but can you make a film? You, you do, know what you, I mean. You can do what you're told. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it also will create, it'll probably boost a lot of careers that deserve to be boosted. But sure. I think we'll also get a J.J. Abrams effect. We'll, we'll get a bunch of people who got their foot in the door and then just sort of exist. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. And like for people who want J.J. Abrams, for example, like, what has he really done lately? You know, like he did a couple things starting out and then he's now just a producer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's there's a lot of that in this industry. I was I was talking to someone I won't name names who uh, knows someone who's an assistant for two showrunners who for the last like three years haven't done anything but are just being paid by the studio. There's a lot of middle management because of stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I agree with you where it's like I'm looking at this and I'm like, this doesn't feel like it is made by the people who made one of the biggest films of all time. No, you know? it looks like a very expensive, uh, bland piece of toast. Right. And so it's just interesting of that ripple effect. Yeah. And seeing it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's good. It, it, it's probably can be both good and bad. Uh, it just looked it everything about it is so is just a cliche. Like it's nothing about it is, is, is original or unique. It's just stuff we've all seen before. Even the jokes that are in the trailer are all just uh, things yeah, we've it's heard not very before. Exciting. It's just, man, what a wet fart! Like, okay, yeah. fine. Like, I, I, hope- I, I, I'm glad you spent a hundred million dollars on this TV show. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I, I hope they can find stuff uh, in the future that will. Yeah, because it feels like the last thing they did also felt like this. Uh, and I don't know. There, there's so many like generic spy tv shows you know yeah that it just this is gonna just fall through the cracks for yep. me i think it's gonna fall through the cracks for most people Mm-hmm. you know what won't on a wing and a prayer mm. this is uh dennis quaid in the true story of a guy f- with his family just on a, a just small a hum- just a humble family man dave yeah, just a humble family man, and the pilot on this like small plane dies. Yeah, and he has to land the plane, and that's the story. Yeah, and it's it's this real faith based thing. They're like it's it happened yeah. on Easter, and they're releasing it on Easter, and it's you know the wing and a prayer, and it's all about like yeah. you just have to believe you can land the plane. I'm like that's not how it fucking works, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, what's funny about this is that yeah, it, it doesn't explicitly say it. But it's got real, like, like you said, faith based. Oh, it's vibes. it's it's very it's very clearly a faith based film, even though it's it's being released, I think, on Amazon, which doesn't it's not you know not traditionally yeah. a, a platform for faith based films. So you're right; they do everything but flat out say it's because of Dennis Quaid's belief in Jesus that he was able to land this plane. Right, and uh, like he, yeah, like this would almost be a good idea for a movie except for that this, like it's right. getting in the way right like i've, I've said this before the problem with faith-based movies isn't the faith that they're pushing it's that if you prioritize an ideology over a movie over a plot it's gonna be bad same happened with fucking w or any liberal you know like extreme left-leaning movie or extreme well, right-leaning movie here um here's what i'll what i'll compare it to it would okay. be it would be like if Apollo thirteen did, yes. didn't have any of the stuff about the the astronauts scrambling to find solutions, the NASA engineers on the ground scrambling to find solutions, and trying 
trying desperately to communicate. If it, if it took all of the stuff about how hard everyone worked to get that spaceship back home, threw all right. that out, and instead just had Tom Hanks pray really hard, and it all worked out. Exactly. Like, it's like you're, no, fo- that's you're, perfect analogy. you're focusing on the wrong thing in this right. movie. And, and by doing that, you can see a way better movie. Right. Like where this, it's like, this, this is actually an, would this be is an, really good. Right. This is a compelling story. A fucking guy yeah. who's just going up with his family on a plane ride and the, the pilot has a heart attack and dies. And now he's got to land this plane. He's never even attempted to fly a plane before. That's an interesting movie. Right. With a very, it's a very simple, very compelling. Right. And there's, pieces of it in this they have little pieces where they have like a guy who like you're the only person who can talk him down and he's and it like they do they have elements of it but it's like it's crowded by this fucking weird vibe yeah, it's like oh it's on easter it's okay it's easter sundays jesus will help him down it's like so f- man what a and also dennis quaid's accent is abominable in this movie mm-hmm. how dare he attempt to do that <laughs> southern accent yeah. He's doing a southern accent that sounds like um foghorn leghorn on a lot of drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh drugged up foghorn yeah. leghorn. Foghorn leghorn if he just got hit in the head with a fucking stanchion from a, a line at a movie theater. Right. I will say that I love Dennis Quaid's career <laughs> cuz he's not picky, man. I never <laughs> like could he... I never would have been able to predict Dennis Quaid's career. he was in that dog movie he sure was he was in movie 43 he has an upcoming movie where he plays reagan Uh Uh, he's played george bush in a parody so it's like he'll do anything he doesn't doesn't fucking matter if if if, you know he's an actor that's all he's just like yeah you give me a fucking role i'll I'll do it he's Uh, like what is this faith-based movie about riding a plane sure man if the price is right you know he's he's an actor he's a bit of a right-wing ghoul but not like hardcore enough to be in like daily wire movies so he's like right right up against that line right he like again like he is a right-wing ghoul but he's also made like that stupid american dreams movie he's playing a parody of george bush that's not flattering so it's like i think what it comes down to is he's just an actor like he might have yeah he might have like specific beliefs but it in terms of the jobs he takes he's like i don't give a fuck man yeah just give me whatever i'll do it you know you give me the right money i'll be in a porn i don't give a shit yeah it's my job some yeah someone give him enough money to be in a porn i guess that's what movie 43 was yeah <laughs> essentially yeah i think we waited too long for that mm-hmm. he sort yeah. of he sort of passed prime uh a porn shelf age well, yeah, but maybe that doesn't no, mean we no, can't no, maybe watch not. Him. He's still Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he's Jaws Three's Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Sorry, Jaws Three D's. Jaws Three D's Quaid. Dennis Quaid. That's correct. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I, I'll be. I'll watch this. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably watch this on a movie night. It looks dumb as yeah. hell. It looks so stupid. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, uh, this we covered. So uh, when you were gone, we covered the teaser for this called the big door prize we already without seeing much we already kind of tore into it as being like very clearly mystery box garbage uh this is the actual trailer for it it's about a vending machine that shows you your life potential in this small town um my note seeing this main trailer is that it's uh, uh banshees of inishirin but less subtle right less subtle less artfully handled it starts chris o'dowd yeah 
it's in a small village. They get this vending machine. Nobody knows where it came from. And you, you press a button. It gives you a little ticket that tells you you could be this. And people start upending their lives because of, because of it. Um, and I sort of... Yeah, it's about potential. Oh, I wasted my potential in this small town, etc. I sort of hate this message. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, um, like, here's my... Uh, okay, go ahead. Oh, maybe maybe you still might hate the message. But here's what I think the message is going to be, right? In the end, it's it's going to be, again, less subtle than Banshees, and it'll be like, who cares? Like, it'll be, it's going to be, the lesson will be, we're happy where we were. Like, it's not about your aspirations. It's not about that you could have been president. What matters is that you're a good person here and now. That's what I assume I, it'll be. Honestly, I hope that's the message, because, like, from the trailer, it's just, like, people upending their lives for this theoretical person they could be. Right. I, I just assume that's going to be seen as bad, ultimately. I hope so, because, like, what part of what made Banshees of Insurance so good was that it was a complicated question, where yes. it was like, is, um, is your life worthwhile because, is your life worthwhile just because you're happy, or is is the is the worth of your life defined by how happy you are or is the worth of your life defined by what you accomplish that's a right. be- better way of saying it yeah yeah um and banshees of inishirin is a complex movie that tackles the, that not attacks this question um and is pretty brutal about it um this film feels like the disney channel version of that where yeah, it's... exactly. That's going to be less subtle. It's going to be more like a blunt instrument where it might even come down on one or the other instead of saying it's a gray area, you know? Right. Like, I feel like this movie is going to, yeah, it's going to come down hard on, on, on one side or the other where it's and I feel. But the thing that makes me a little more irritated is when movies come out that say that um, you should aspire for greatness or or. um uh, I don't know. I'm not articulating it very well, but there's like, I, I feel like it's kind of a dangerous thought or not a dangerous thought, but a harmful thought to, yeah. to be like, um, you could be so much I more. Mean, and if you, if you just found your hidden potential, you could become this great thing. That's not true for most people. And it's yes, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's not helpful to give people messages that say that. So it's like, I, right, I don't, I don't know if I'm articulating saying, yeah, it very well, but no, you're saying that whether it, no matter what it concludes the starting premise that everybody has secret unlocked potential is toxic yes it's a bad idea right because even if they say but who cares it's still like well that still just feels... it still puts that doubt in you where it's like maybe i'm an awesome piano player and i never played piano or you know or it's right. like it, it makes you start to and, and we see it happen in the trailer it happens to chris o'dowd in the trailer where he starts right. to the like He's happy, but his happiness starts to diminish when he starts thinking about, am I supposed to be more than this? Right. Which, I again, I think is the point. I think ultimately they're yeah. going to say like that they're going to be on the right side of the message for the most part. But as Banshees explained, it's just more complex than that. Yeah. And it's smaller scale. Like these people are getting these things that are saying like you were supposed to be a celebrity and stuff right. like that. And, and Banshees uh, is just uh, Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore because he thinks he's wasting his time. Yep, and also his aspirations. Banshees talks about aspirations being like, no, it's just about improving your life, not being the president. Right. Like that's the other part is that 
by saying like your ultimate potential is to be a celebrity they're also saying being a celebrity is the best thing and it's like no that's that's why it's more it's more subtle than that like being a celebrity it doesn't make you better uh and in fact like that's like there's no way to weigh what is maximum potential right like like, you're right like one of the characters in the trailer is like oh i'm supposed to be a dancer it's like well how does that change your life your max right and if and if for example like by becoming a dancer they don't meet somebody else or like they change someone else's life like how do you define a maximum potential and this just doesn't feel like it's equipped to handle that question i hope i hope it does maybe it will but this trailer yeah. doesn't it's a bad trailer it, it's it's a very disney yeah. it's a very disney trailer um it's it's apparently based on a novel I ass- so i assume the actual story is probably a little bit more complex than what yeah it's pro- this trailer is conveying but like this trailer just looks like the kind of stuff yeah it's it's just trash that i don't need to watch i get trailers lack nuance already but then when you watch the trailer for banshees for example they don't try to pitch that right uh, because they know you can't pitch that in a trailer. Um, whereas this is like trying to p- t- pitch a nuanced idea in a trailer. And it's like, yeah, I maybe the trailer's just not doing it justice. Right. Like Either way, it feels very unsubtle. Right. Because, yeah. Like it's encouraging people to wait for fucking Hagrid to come to their house and say, you're a wizard. And it's like, no, right. not everybody's a wizard, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. And on top of that, it's... I don't know, mystery boxy in a way that makes me go, eh. That's less so for me. Like the mystery box element of it is where did the machine come from and how does it make these decisions? I I think that's immaterial. I don't think that matters. You're right. They actually say in there that it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because it's just, it's planting, it's planting the idea in people's head, which is what this trailer is doing. Right, exactly. You're not supposed to be married to this guy. Oh, I should just divorce him because, you know, it's not my full potential. That's also part of what it, Part of what it feels like, I don't, maybe I'm wrong here, is that like it's planting the idea and then disproving it, an idea that like I never really had to begin right. with. That's yeah, uh, that's that yeah, that's another thing where the trailer sort of like undercuts itself. So it's like, what am I supposed to feel when I'm watching this? Right. It's like it, it, it'd be like a kid's cartoon being like, hey, kids, don't kill your parents. It'd be really easy to do. And I, we know you want to, but don't do it. And it's like, well, I didn't want to until you started telling me. Yeah, but not if you to. kill your parents, like, you get a bunch of money, but then you'll be sad. So don't kill your yeah, parents. End of trailer. Do it. It's like, well, I feel like I'm I'm right back where I started, where I'm <laughs> right, not going to kill yeah, my parents. <laughs> presenting a problem that yeah. they're then. Whereas Banshees kind of starts from a grounded reality where you're like, I can relate to this feeling that they're having that like uh brendan gleason is having right like you can understand where he's coming from because it's just a little more obtainable uh and again a little more subtle i don't know uh yeah speaking yeah speaking of uh i don't know stuff sci-fi stuff i'm so excited for this next trailer tom uh simulant oh yeah uh the first i just need to say the first line of the trailer is a company saying we ensure all simulants obey the precepts, and that and that's all you need to know. Where I was like, oh, okay, so this is dumb. Yeah, no, it's the verbal equivalent <laughs> of banging action figures together. It's like, oh, yeah, the Gleep Glorps need to need to recognize the floop de doos. And what it gotcha. comes down to is, this is Blade Runner. It's Blade, um, essentially, yeah, it's Blade Runner. 
Yeah, but here's what I'll say. Is that remember when Ethan Hawke made a movie that sure looked like Time Cop? And then you watch it and it was Predestination. Yeah, and it was incredible. Yeah, and that's all to say, like, there could be more here. But it doesn't, you know. Yeah, so the trailer's it, not making me. Right, so basically the trailer is it's a future world where uh, people have simulants, which are basically replicants from Blade Runner. It's just yeah. ro- extremely humanoid robots that uh, live in your home. And then this one robot played by Robbie Amell, um, starts to have memories of his prior life because I guess they use human DNA to make these robots. Um, and it turns <laughs> out that like his owner, this lady, uh, I, I forget who the actress is, um, is like, um, oh, he's starting to have memories of my husband's life. Like her husband died in an accident and she got a robot made of him to live in her house. And now she's like alarmed that she's starting to behave, starting to behave like her husband. Right. Um, Sam like, Worthington's I don't know what you wanted. Sam Worthington's running around in there. He's clearly the Blade Runner character. Like he's the Harrison Ford yep. character where he's there to exterminate simulants that are like getting out of line. Um and he has a mustache. He Tom. sure does, Dave. And earring yeah. earrings. Yeah, he looks like a real dirtbag. And a skull it, cap. He looks amazing. Yeah. It's like what if you took Robocop and Blade Runner and all in ex machina and stripped it down to the simplest, most bland form. It's like p- the plain yogurt of those concepts to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, like, I want, like, surely you wouldn't just make that movie. So uh, maybe there's something in this that they can't tell us. And they, because they can't tell us, they have nothing to sell for us. You know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, I, Predestination I, is kind of like that, where, like, if you put in the trailer what made Predestination interesting, then you can't like you'd spoil the movie yeah so it the the trailer just looks really generic because of that my i think i would agree with you except i i have a more fundamental problem with the premise where it's like you know obviously the idea of like uh, what does it mean to to be alive what what is consciousness Uh, you know like how do we evaluate that um the whole blade runner thing obviously that's compelling um but like this movie is starting from a point where it's like this woman had a robot clone of her husband made and now she's upset that it's like having her husband's yes. memories. So it's like it's not like science fiction. <laughs> give me a sec. Like science fiction yeah. like is normally tacking, tackling some sort of problem or question or paradox that people think about, you know, like with Blade right. Runner, it's like, well, as we continue to to develop AI, how do we decide when something is alive? You know, things like that. But like this problem that the movie presents us with, like your husband died, so you made a robot clone of him, is not a problem anyone can relate to. Yeah, exactly. And it's not a thing. It's, it's not a thing most people would do. Like if your husband died, or your you know your significant other died, you wouldn't make a robot clone that doesn't have any of their memories, but just looks exactly like them to live in your house and do errands and chores for you. That's a fucking insane thing to do. Right. If they were like, you know, what if through grief, someone tried to recreate a robot, you know, you, or like, you know, I do believe, uh, Steven Spielberg made a movie called AI artificial intelligence about this. Um, like what if in our grief, we tried to replace it with a robot? What if in her grief she made a robot that she wanted to be like her husband? But that's not what wasn't. he's doing. But like yeah, she, right. she didn't no, make that's a not she, what didn't, she's doing. she didn't make a robot to be her husband. She made a robot to be her like houseboy. 
I right. guess like it's <laughs> yeah it's no, a it's, it's like, a it's listen, a fucking AI is, yeah it's a weird place yeah. to begin it's like not a not a place it's, I don't know it's one of those things that someone if someone said it you'd you'd go oh there's something wrong with you where someone's like listen AI is a slippery slope one day we'll be making a sex doll uh like maids of our dead dead spouses you know and it's like you what yep I, <laughs> no we won't no I, one wants that I hear you man <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's starting from a really and like again in general, the first shot of this is literally like a a, a nerfed Blade Runner city yeah. shot. Um, it it's just very generic. Uh, and you're right. Is like the the problems presented, uh, at least in the trailer, are just so incredibly weird. Right, like it's like sci-fi. They're, is- they're painting a picture where I'm like, I. It's again. It's it's a lot of dystopian stuff do this where they're like imagine a future where this and this and this and it's like how would we even get to that point like you'd have to ignore human nature right exactly like you know sci-fi is supposed to be meditative especially like futurist and and stuff that's that's in that vein where it's like it's supposed to be meditative it's supposed to be like well you know kind of borderline satirical it's like well what if we took this current idea that is is in society and and took it to an extreme conclusion but it's like it's the same sort of feeling I got watching um, uh, Battle Royale, even though I love that movie. Oh um, yeah, and, and then by extension, The Hunger Games, where it's like they present this post-apocalyptic future where it's like every year a certain amount of your kids are going to have to go to a, a to an island and fight to the death, and it's like, why the fuck would that happen? And like, yeah, why no, would uh, why would anybody quietly agree? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, like, it's I, I would it's, say it's, Hunger it's Games wild. Is a- Hunger Games is the worst one in my opinion because Battle Royale to me is in um, Escape from New York territory where it's like heightened reality and it's kind it's, of it's the exa- tongue in cheek, right? But it's the exact same idea where it, oh, it's, it's the exact same ex- explanation where they're like, well, if you send us if this is a way to pacify the people, and I'm like, no, it's not. Like it, it's right. not a hundred percent. So it's, I'd say Hunger Games is the worst one because. Yeah. They, they're trying to make it serious and they're like, ah, slippery slope. One day we'll be holding murder events where we make our kids fight. And it's like, or no, we make we our won't. kids fight to decide who gets food. No, we won't. And, we would, we would send our best fucking fighters. Right. We, would, we wouldn't do a Hunger random Games. lottery of teenagers. What the fuck is right. this world? And especially in the introduction of Hunger Games is like, and look how upset everybody is about it. And it's like, yeah, why would they, so they wouldn't have agreed it. to do this. So it's yeah. like, so in, in, in the same vein, this this movie simulant is like you know how when you get a, a robot duplicate made of your dead spouse and they start behaving like your dead spouse and you get all freaked out and, and it's yeah, like a exactly. weird moral conundrum. It's like wait, I wouldn't do that. Most people wouldn't yeah. do that. It's it's yeah exactly. It's fucking. It's the I think you should leave sketches. Right. It's, about, it's like, turbo time. Has this ever happened to you? Right. Like, it's just like no, this has never happened to literally anybody. Right. It's 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 meditating on a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Um, hmm. We got a lot of dystopians in this one because the sure next do. one is Silo. Mm. Uh, silo. They're living. It's a TV series. They're like we're living in a silo. What's this silo about? We should figure out what the silo is. If we leave the silo, we might get killed. It it looks fine. Uh, it yeah, just I also like screams of the mystery box. Yeah. Yeah, good cast. It's got Rebecca Ferguson. Um, somebody else is in it. I forget. Anyway. Mm. Um, There's a silo. They keep saying silo. And that's they why they it's say very it, funny. They say it a lot in yeah. this trailer. 
Like, I can't believe ah, I'm sick of all these silos. Can you believe all, all these me. silos popping up yeah. on every street it, corner? It better not be just the island. Like it feel it got doesn't it have that like literally they have a line going of someone saying like don't you ever wonder if your world is a lie? Like there's lines like that in it where they're just screaming at us like this is an alien zoo alien or, or they're clones. Like yeah, or, like you said the island. Um I'm a little it's just, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it just screams that thing where the whole time I'm writing watching, I'll just be like, just tell me what it is. What's the thing? What's the big thing? Because there's a big thing that this is, and just tell me what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a little more um optimistic about this um because i like the cast and i noticed that it's based on a book series so i assume they are going to get out of the silo probably at the end of the first season and then fucking and, and so. then the story yeah. is going to expand from there i assume that's what's going to happen yeah or it's just going to be season after season of them not getting out of the goddamn i can't imagine silo. it's going to be multiple seasons of them figuring out that the silo is fucked and yet not being able to get out of the silo yeah, I don't know. It's it's so much cheaper to not leave the silo. It's very but extremely I, yeah. true, Dave. Yeah, I uh, I hope you're right. I mean, it's the same with that fucking. I already forgot the name. Big Door Prize that was based off a book, but like, you know, it sort of depends on them uh, doing the right thing, and maybe they will. You're right. Tim Robbins. That's who else is in it, and Will Patton. So yeah, there is a lot of like fuckable old guys in this. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it really, it does look good. Like, it aesthetically looks good. And, you know, I'm judging it from a trailer. It's just, it's one of the directors directed Passengers, Tom. Oh, um, sure, yeah. That, But they didn't write it. Um, it's just giving me that vibe, you know? It's, it's those alarms are going off in my head of like, oh, this seems like a, a show that'll really frustrate me. Yeah. But maybe, maybe not, you know? silo yeah maybe either way I'm, I'm not gonna watch it like i'm never gonna watch this show <laughs> yeah the tagline is the truth will surface and i'm like fuck man like it's dangling yep. like uh you gotta you want to know what the silo is like this is one where it's like i probably won't watch it and i might just google like so what's the silo <laughs> what is it what are they clones it's a, it's, what a, is it? it's a book series you could do it right now yeah, I know. Like you could search right now and find out the mist, unlock the mystery of the silo, Dev. All right, just which what what Twilight Zone episode is this? Yeah. Are they toys? What is it? Um, all right, we. Oh my God, we got two more trailers. Some, um, oh, saving the best for last. So we have no hard feelings. This just dropped. It did. This is Jennifer Lawrence in a very uncomfortable. Right, it's Jennifer, trailer. Jennifer Lawrence in a raunchy comedy where she answers a, a Craigslist ad put out by these parents for their 19-year-old son, where they basically, they he's a, he's a weirdo, doesn't fit in, he's socially awkward. They want somebody to fuck their son so that he becomes normal, quote-unquote, before he goes off to college. And Jennifer Lawrence is answering the call. Yeah, and it's Matthew Broderick with like a terrifying haircut. He looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he has like Kurt Russell hair. It's it's yeah. it's Matthew Broderick with snake pliskin hair. Yeah. Uh I mean Jennifer Lawrence I th- I think comedy she could do comedy well this but like boy this is really uncomfortable. It's a, it's a this this trail <laughs> like trailer. watching this trailer 
it felt immediately dated. Like it felt like watching a a comedy from the 1980s where it's like, right. oh, like, I can tell just... I can tell all of this is going to be so fucking problematic and incendiary in well, it's just... within months after it releases. And also it's it's a premise yes. about a, an adult woman trying to fuck a teenager. That's literally what it's about. It's about an adult woman trying to fuck a 19-year-old for money uh, because she doesn't have any money. She, at the, it starts with her going like, I'm an Uber driver without any car. Yeah, she needs to car. save her house. They throw that in there at the end of the trailer. Yeah, and so she's desperate and she's going to do this thing and then it's wacky adventure. He maces her, which I didn't mind that idea. Uh, but the whole joke is, of course, like, who wouldn't want to fuck J- Jennifer Lawrence? Um, and it's like... I, I don't know. This kid, apparently yeah with a nightmare parents like that's what they're talking about here is the parents are a fucking nightmare and obviously it's probably based off some like new yorker article about incels or something you know like it just feels it i it just feels like one of those where i think it's going to unite the world and everybody going this is fucked up (laughs) you know like it looks really really bad it's it's the most and, and like the you know the trailer is uh like very proudly red band it's it's one of those movies that's very proudly raunchy so like when you're watching it it's it think first of all it thinks it's a little more edgy than it is because the the edgiest thing about it is its premise like everything they show us in the trailer is just like okay whatever but like so it's one of those movies that's like desperate to offend people and yet at the same time it's like this is this is a movie that's just generally bad for society like this is this is bad <laughs> like yeah it's it's part it's, of, it's um, part of that whole like it, it, reverse it, swap the genders make make Jennifer Lawrence a 35 yes. year old man trying to fuck a 19 year old girl and then right. you see what the problem is but you know it's from the director of Bad Teacher in year 1 sure so <laughs> or from the writer sorry from the writer uh it's yeah i don't I don't know man it's, it just uh, it, it, it perpetuates that idea that like <sighs> no it's 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 just gross it's, it, it's gross just it's gross, gross. It gross. It, it, it's, it's, it's one of those plots where i'm like i can't believe this is made today and then i just felt really uncomfortable watching yeah it. it's 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 like any you know any story that comes out about like uh, a, a woman teacher having sex with a male student and like invariably a, a high percentage of the comments are just people going posting the South Park meme of, of the cop saying nice. Right. Exactly. It's like, dude, no, this is this is bad. <laughs> like, this is still this is bad. And it's yeah. Uh, and I mean, not, just imagine any uh, plot about an adult trying to fuck a teenager. Yeah, and, and it's that's bad. What you got here. It's bad. Yeah. and all the joke. And, and beyond that, the comedy's bad. Like all the jokes in the trailer, um, just rely on people saying "fuck" at the at, at the right time. Kind of like right. it, it's like it's like very obvious, very lazy, uh, ra- quote unquote raunchy humor. Like I said, it's a movie that's trying very hard to offend you um right it's just it's it's embarrassing it's embarrassing from beginning to end (laughs) it's embarrassing it's it's bad like it's it's i think it's actually bad for society this is just this (laughs) this trailer sucks yeah it's actively (laughs) trying to hurt us yeah this trailer sucks i would mace this trailer i would would. this trailer i would walk up to me on the streets um okay final trailer best for last this time for real supercell 
This is a uh, this is a hell of a movie. This is this is like, this is, it's like this serious is, twister. This is what if Twister didn't have any money? Yeah. And the cast is shocking. I this I mean obviously was was filmed a while ago. Uh and boy, it's got Anne Heche, Alec Baldwin and Ski Ulrich. Sure does. Uh and that's a hell of a fucking lineup there. Uh, Ski Ulrich, they like hide until the end where they're like, also Ski Ulrich. And I'm like, what? He's the first person. They, he's the first person they name too when they're going through the cast. So they, right, they hide him. They hide him for the whole trailer. And then all of a sudden at the end, they're like Ski Ulrich. I'm like, what the Starring fuck? Ski Ulrich. Because it's very clear Alec Baldwin is not in it much. Anne Heche isn't in it much. I, I'm pretty sure like they were like ashamed. <laughs> Ski. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I think it's about just, a young boy just, whose just, father was a. They're just leaning into Alec chaser. Baldwin and, and Anne Heche because they're in headlines right now. Right, that's exactly. All. But yeah, it's it's but the, like, it's, it's Twister. Bleak. It's Twister. It's it's a storm chaser whose parent was killed by a Twister, and now they want to throw little diodes up into a Twister to get measurements and shit. Yeah, it's, it's literally Twister. Twister. And. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll watch like seventy different twisters. So oh this man, is fine. we are gonna watch this on a movie night. There's no way we're oh, not. Hundred percent. This movie yeah. looks. This movie looks like dog shit. It does not look great. It looks. It looks terrible. Well, it looks like I said drama twister. Like it. It's twister, but it's not like fun. We're having fun. It's like it. It, it feels like it's like trying to pull it like your heartstrings in a way. It's trying to be like an indie art house twister no, I don't like which that is just such a very weird version of twister uh and i'm just so curious to know because this trailer is really trying to make it seem less like an adventure movie and more like a dramatic indie film i don't like that i know but i'm so curious because it's like yeah we had the same instinct where we're watching and you're like I see you, Twister. I see that you're Twister. Don't try to hide that you're Twister. Yeah, don't try to pretend that you're not Twister. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. We'll definitely watch this. Yeah. Possibly no. multiple times. Yeah. Possibly yeah. this weekend. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, only if it's out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we name more producers? We should. All right. Big thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless wrote Mabel's name in the Witch's Book of Blood. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you so much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J mostly comes out at night mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. And thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Hamfuls. Thank you so much. All right, let me jump in here. Yeah. Thank you to Ombre Says Mabel Step On Me. Mm-hmm. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net, the new quarterly anthology featuring works from creators like Michael Swaim. Thank you. Actually, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that just came out, actually. Uh, Did it? Nice. I think so, yeah. Hana retweeted it. Don't you know? Don't you know that? Oh. Thank you to James, Cam- James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Also just came out. Yes. Just came out yeah. of his ass. Yep. Thank you to Chris Shanovic. Uh, thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a Podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Defoe's Confusing Largic Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Oh, thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream and Space McNulty. 
Thank you. Okay. News stories. Yes. Uh, John Berthal coming back as the pun- Punisher. Also, J- the Jessica Jones. They're talking about it, he's going to be in the new Daredevil series. Um, John Bernthal is returning as the Punisher in the new Daredevil series. <laughs> that's correct. Okay. But also they're going to make more Jessica Jones. I also saw. Ooh. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That, uh, that might be more of a rumor, but this one, it excites me because I I've said it before and I've, I'll say it again. I really liked all the Netflix uh marvel stuff even the bad stuff i really liked and the punisher was a delight i thought uh both of both seasons i didn't watch and the so, sh- i didn't watch the punisher show but i watched season two of daredevil where he showed up and right, i thought, I thought and he like was great punisher keeps yeah, tr- yeah and punisher keeps trying to kill people and daredevil's like stop killing people but of course daredevil I also mean, kills people yeah, there's he'll kick a guy off the roof and then be like, Punisher, stop shooting people. That's mean. And it's like, what do you think happened to that man? You kicked off the roof. Yeah. Where, uh, where do you think he went? You think he's yeah, you think he's doing well? You think he landed on a marshmallow? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I I think there's they've been saying that Disney Plus will probably nerf it a little. I honestly don't think that's so like there was a there was an element where in Daredevil when like Kingpin fucking slam decapitated a guy with a car door. Yep. There was an element of like, oh my god, that's incredible that they did that. But I don't need it to be horrendously gory. And I would argue they're not actually that gory or no, bloody. And that anyway. was well, I I can't speak for the other shows, but in Daredevil that was done purposefully, right? It was to make because it happened halfway right. about halfway through the season, so it was it was done to make you realize the kind of threat kingpin was right there's certain so i am scared about what they might do because did you see hawkeye no all i can say is uh kingpin is in hawkeye and they kind of marvelified him what i mean by that is like he felt lightly super like superhuman and it felt more cartoony uh and so i'm a little worried in that like what it really is about daredevil to me is not how much blood and guts are being shown it's the it's the old boy sequence it's when he fights the guys in the hallway and they show like this is a problem and they show him constantly like being fucked up and they're showing that it's like they that like the plot really slows down often because he gets his ass kicked right they're showing the actual physical personal stakes of being a, a superhero is that you're gonna you're gonna get fucked up night after night Right, and I do feel like Disney's Marvel uh, will touch on that a little bit. Like, Hawkeye does touch on that. Uh, like, you probably hear, he's, like, deaf in one ear. Yes. Throughout. Yeah, they they did touch on that ideas, but it does feel a little nerfed. And that is really what, like, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and Punisher, what I liked about those series is that they were very much based around characters, too. You know what I mean? Like, they put the characters first mm-hmm. be, for the action, it felt uh, a lot more gritty, and I don't know. I guess as long as they still have the same people making it, I don't think it'll be a problem if Disney's like can't show as much gore. It's like sure, right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, as long as the subject matter is still allowed to be as intense as, as it is. Yeah, you should watch those Punishers. They are good. I thought they were good. All right, I'll give it a shot if they're still yeah. if they're still allowed to remain on Netflix oh, or are they on that's a good are point. they on Disney Plus now? I think they're on Disney Plus now. I think you're right. Uh yeah. 
I think they did good with them. Although I will say it's, uh, I mean, I think the instinct would be like, why not make a Punisher continue the show? I do kind of think like there's nowhere to go with him as much uh, that, I mean, you know the comics more than me, so I could be completely I, wrong. No, I agree with you. I think Punisher in general works better as a secondary character or even as a villain, which is kind of yeah, what, but- what kind of what he was in season two of Daredevil. You're right. And and in his own TV show, what was kind of neat is there were, it was a little more episodic in the sense that it or like more of an anthology where both of the two seasons were kind of different plots, too. Uh, and I guess Jessica Jones was the same way. And so it's like you could, in theory, keep having like, oh, OK, and here's a new villain uh, for this season. But it just seemed like a little in risk of stagnation. So I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm open to it. I like John Bernthal. I liked him as the Punisher. Yeah, he's so good. He's pretty good as Punisher, so. I want to see him do more comedy, but yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, Maybe Punisher can uh, tell some jokes, Dave. I don't know. Yeah, no, some knock-knock jokes. In uh, other comic book news, uh, Keanu Reeves recently said that there's still a hope for Constantine too. DC is mulling it over. They're, uh, they're like restructuring and all that, but it's not as dead as I assumed it would would have been. I wouldn't have either. Like they announced that okay, every other project was dead, including Constantine too. But like the fact that it took it fifteen years to come together, and you have Keanu Reeves attached to it, where he was saying, "I will right. do this movie." There's no fucking way they cancel that movie. Exactly. There's no way. Like Keanu Reeves is sitting there, just like, "Come on." Yeah. There's no way they cancel uh, that movie. Uh, yeah, and I would watch the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Constantine one is. Uh, pretty good. I like it. I know it doesn't have really anything to do with the comics, but I li- I liked the movie as a movie. Um, yeah. So and it's got it's got so much talent in it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where like you forget about it, and then you watch it again, and you're like Tilda Swinton, like fucking Rachel Weisz, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. like this is amazing. The 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 cast they got and like it's kind it like it's it's not a it's not that great it's kind of uh of its time a little it's like extre- his little it's ex- sidekick it's extremely his shia, of its time. his shia labeouf yeah yeah but it's extremely of its time uh, but like the just the amount of time it took a sequel to come together and like the amount of i mean it wasn't a lot of fan uh um pushing for it but there was a, a the, this movie has uh very outspoken fans it's, it's just the fact that it it, it took a decade and a half to move mountains to get everybody involved to come back together. And Keanu Reeves, I cannot stress that enough. Right. Like, he is a, you know, huge, huge star right now. <laughs> and, and right. like, Marvel's dying to get Keanu Reeves into a movie. So the idea that Keanu would be like, yes, I'll come back and do a Constantine 2, and then they would just shit can it because they have this new vision for their DC universe, it, they wouldn't do No. That's not going to happen. No, because they already like, they already have said that certain movies like the Robert Pattinson Batman and the the Todd Phillips Joker movies are outside of the uh, the, the the DC universe canon for the movies. Yeah, so they already they have that. right. They already have projects that are like not part of the continuity. So there's no reason they wouldn't do this. It's it's stupid if they canceled this right. movie. We've yeah. we've said it before. The DC has potential to fucking explode. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and like, because Marvel is waning a little bit, um, not a huge amount, but it, it, it's, but like, the, I think the thing holding them back was just, they weren't making that very, like very good They're movies. They're making bad movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
but the thing is is they the stuff like batman and i think constantine has the ability to kind of uh break through the fan base like you were saying yeah they have a vocal fan base for sure but also like me who never read the comic is just like yeah i like that movie like it it has potential to kind of just draw people in as a movie uh because it's it's kind of fun and interesting enough so yeah i hope it happens and keanu reeves Uh, and keanu reeves is right there yeah he's right there begging for it he's like i will i will do this movie yeah (laughs) you're not gonna say no you're not gonna say no no absolutely not uh well that's it for news there's probably more news out there i heard john thitwick 4 was really good despite being like three fucking hours that's fine when I yeah. my my most common thought when I'm watching the John Wick movies is that I I don't want this to end. Yes, is I am happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I want this. I was to watching continue John going. Wick three the other day. Yeah, and I forgot about all the little fuzzy bullets in that Holly Berry and her fuzzy bullets. Oh hell yeah! Uh, mm. Yeah, just just wrecking dudes happily. These dogs just yep. fucking dogs flying just through the air, biting dicks off left and right. Yeah, incredible. They film. go for so many dicks. They eat so many dicks, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, they do. It's delicious. Um, well, well, fuck. Let's uh, let's thank some more producers. Yeah, let's do it. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do, it. do that. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Antidisestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse New Year's Baby. Thank you. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. He sure does. Thank you to Sorry Cop, the world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. So convenient. Thank you. All right, let me jump in here. Thank Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B Terror Bunny says watch Dead Heat. Okay. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Dress Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And they get a zzz because Pie Guy likes being last. Hack the system. Pie hack, guy, hack the, the system. system. Pie Guy. Mm. You, you beautiful son of a bitch. Yes. 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 Dave. Yep. Dave. Yep. Dave. Yep. Dave. Yep. Dave. Yep. You, uh, you, you, uh, you, you captain of industry. Yep. You intrepid, you intrepid explorer. Oh, yeah. You, you're describing me. You bold adventurer. Uh-huh. That's no one else could be that. Do you have okay. a movie that deserves more hype? Okay. You know, I think I just might. I think I just might have What two. luck! My goodness, yeah. my first day back and you have a movie that deserves more hype. We couldn't Girl. have planned this better, Dave. We really couldn't have. Uh and I, I had trouble picking between these because they both looked compelling in different ways. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to tell me? That you have two movies that deserve more hype. That's, that's, no, that is what I'm trying to tell you. You brutal Tom, bastard. I know, it's fucked so up. So much hype. Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucked. Uh, th- so this first one is uh, called White Plastic Sky. 
This comes out in Hungary, <laughs> March 30th. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing that we did all that, and you very gently tell us what the title of this movie is. Yeah, 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 anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, this, this, I, I this should look, hype this it, you're like, right. This looks like a, an incredible movie, continue. Yeah, no, no, okay, this will blow your dick right off. Uh, Blast yeah, your dick right off your body like one of Halle Berry's dogs. Yes, exactly. This is um what I would call a real bummer, but I want to watch it. It's a futuristic, it takes place in a futuristic world. The The title White Plastic Sky is referring to a dome. Uh, it's a, they're, they're biodoming it. All of humanity lives in a single domed city uh, where uh, basically the whole world has been fucked by mm-hmm. climate change. Uh, the filmmakers actually consulted with like uh, climate specialists and botanists and geologists. And uh, so they're just trying to exist in this dome that at the age of 50, every citizen gets an implant that turns them into a food source, specifically like a, a tree. A plant. Yeah, it turns them into a plant. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is about someone in it living in this world where their wife gets a voluntary implantation like early. And there's this element of like, basically it seems to be compared to stuff like Soylent Green, except it's not gonna be that or logan's run like no no one's gonna yeah no one's gonna tear down the system in this movie uh and and so i think that's kind of interesting it's it's probably a little more um more of a bummer maybe i don't i don't want to say that because i they you know the reviews and stuff it's getting rid of reviews no one is saying that it's like a major bummer but it's not going to be the the thing you think it's going to be with a setup like that right uh it's i think a little more grounded for a dystopian film and the thing that only me and tom know or anybody who's watched the trailer know is that the way they get away with having such a like a vast sci-fi world in an indie film is this is a super rotoscope scoped situation yeah it's animated Um, yeah it's animated but the the actors are rotoscoped in and there's some cgi elements uh and so it looks very unique and yeah, I would. I, I think it just looks really cool. It looks kind of like a scanner, darkly, honest, honestly. E, e, yeah, I mean, it looks like that, but a little more like anime. I would say, yeah, because like the the animation of the world doesn't feel like it's trying to be that realistic. I guess, like a scanner, darkly, it felt like they rotoscoped everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this feels like just the people are rotoscoped in an environment that's artificial. Yeah. Uh, although, I... oh, go ahead. Oh, although I don't know the process for Scanner Darkly completely. Uh, me either. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say this This really appealed to me because I like the idea of, I mean, we mentioned uh, Blade Runner earlier, which I think is a similar sort of thing where like it is this dystopian world, but the 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 culmination of the story and of the character arc is not that like they solve the dystopia and that's become so 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 common in all of these movies uh lately within the past 20 years for sure and honestly like even before that like typically what happens with a premise like this is the main character uh breaks through the oppressive dystopia and humanity wins and and the world starts to restore itself and that's not what this movie is this movie is just personal stakes and i really like that i really like doing a sci-fi dystopia weird-ass movie where the stakes are just personal right you, you referred blade runner if you recall blade runner he doesn't solve anything no um and that and or brazil like yeah and Brazil's so like another when, good example, when yeah. i say this is a bummer uh i think that 
puts into perspective where it's like a lot of really good movies don't do this um to quote i believe the director we didn't want to tell a story about characters saving humanity to have a story you have so often in these post-apocalyptic or dystopian movies where the story is about a group or one person who survives where in the end humanity wins we wanted to be a little more complex and a bit more cruel and that's why i kept saying like ah it seems like it's going to be a little bleak but like you know so is snowpiercer like there's yeah. nothing sa- from that description saying like oh this is going to be a slog or hard but to watch. even but even snowpiercer ends with them breaking the system exactly so and even so this- as, as grim as that movie is it still ends with them breaking the system and like oh humanity is restored there's hope for the future right. it, it's like the end of wally you know uh, you know it, yeah exactly everybody you, you guys is- you guys know what we're talking about yeah, and this is a genre. This isn't new. It's just that lately it's been harder to find movies like this where it's not the characters aren't expected to fucking lead a revolution. Yeah, like you said, it's a personal story in a dystopia, and it's that is not afraid to kind be of kind of a bummer or like not. Yep, not and not afraid to be a little grounded at, at least in an actual problem that yes, we're facing. Yes, like what they said basically is that um, they're not. They're not trying to say, watch out, the world will definitely be like this. From what I can understand, the people who made this basically sat down with experts and said, give us the worst case scenario. Right. They're trying to make a plausible dystopia based on this idea of dwindling resources. Um, And they do the Logan's Run thing. But I really like that. And maybe I shouldn't say it's a bummer. It's just it's, it's more what you were saying, where it's more grounded. It's more realistic because... You know, most of us don't break the system. Right. So, like, we just have to try to get by in the system that we were born into. Right. Um, and make, like, incremental slow changes if right. we can. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but, yeah, no one's going to lead a revolution. Most of us don't uh, blow up the Death Star. So, like, yes. I really appreciate and, and I'm intrigued by the, the idea of a movie that is just a movie like this that gives us this huge offer of this dystopian sci-fi landscape and it's just like no the, the, it's just the personal stakes about this guy and his wife yeah just trying to get by yeah uh yeah i really like that too so i'm very 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 into this unfortunately we don't know when it'll come out it's it's again that they, they someone bought the distribution right so it's not not going to come out it'll pop up on streaming probably yeah. soon yeah uh it's just slated for theatrical run in hungary march 30th that doesn't you know, this is one of those cases where I just I, I get the sense of like in a few months, we're just going to see this on streaming. It's just going to appear. And yeah. so look out for White Plastic Sky. That title is I don't know what it, it's, a, it's dome. a translation. They're in a dome. But it's a good title for what it is. Yeah, they're in a dome. They should have called it Biodome. But they should have. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, this second one is called The Five Devils. This is coming out limited release March 24th. Uh, it is. um very different but also kind of intriguing to me uh i it's gotten some good reviews not amazing reviews but people pretty much like it um it just looks like a really fucking weird idea it's from the point of view of a little girl uh but it's not necessarily about this little girl she um is dealing with um a a a mother uh and her her firefighter firefighter husband they don't specify if that's her father who is like uh it seems like emotionally abusive at least um 
And then this this woman shows up. I think it's his sister. And there's like a clear like something's going on. Uh, th- there's a there's a possibility that the mother and the sister had like a relationship or something like that. And uh, but it's all point of view from this little girl who is also of mixed race and gets like bullied for that. Uh, and then she has this. This is the like the hook is that she has the ability to make to reproduce any scent of her choosing. Uh, and by, by using these odors can like live in memories. And that's how it becomes this story about like the lives of her, her mother and her past being seen through this little girl who it's highly implied is like time traveling through this. Um, without spoiling something else, this seems very similar to actually a Chuck Palahniuk book called rant, uh, where that had to do with taste, but I just I this seems to have good memories and it's a very weird premise uh, that's clearly circling like a dramatic plot, uh, human plot. And so it looks very compelling. Yeah. And the trailer makes it look like really fucked up. The trailer is nuts. I don't think I'm as on board with this movie as you are, but I do appreciate when a movie has as wild of a premise as what it is. It's basically this little girl. Yeah. It's it's not about her, but it's from her point of view. And then her sense of smell allows her to basically travel through and exist in other people's memories. And then that becomes the film at some point. Um, I don't know. I, like, I, I assume it's this movie is going to say something about the family and the relationships and, and her relationship yeah. to her parents and her parents' relationship to each other. Um. This is a plot where if it wasn't getting good reviews, I'd be more suspicious of it because it is a plot where I'm like, man, that could go really wrong. Um, but I yeah, I'm just super curious about this one because I, I, I'm kind of with you where I'm like, I don't know if I'd like this, but it looks really it's got like a very original idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's very similar to a book, but for the most part, we haven't really seen this in a movie. In a movie, and it's no. an interesting way to show this from a child's perspective uh and it looks again the trailer there's like some shots of stuff where you're like what the fuck is going on there uh like it feels like there's gonna be a lot more there uh, actually there i mean i think it was kind of the plot of i zombie right didn't she oh she, I didn't, she, I didn't. she would eat people's brains and could kind of see a little bit of, of their memories and oh, then that's, that's, a cool and that's idea. how they like try to solve how they got murdered um, oh shit! But anyway, it, it's it, that's a, <laughs> a much more watered down version of this premise, right? But yeah, I I don't know. This is a very compelling one. It's less straightforward than White Plastic Sky, but I saw it and I was like, ah, I gotta, I I want to mention this one because it looks kind of neat. Um, so that's I Zombie. Check it out, folks. I Zombie. I Zombie. No, what is this actually called? <laughs> the Five Devils. The Five Devils. Yeah, the trailer is almost incomprehensible and looks nuts um yeah i don't know i'm uh, i'm on the fence on this one i'm 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 curious about it but i'm not like yeah. as gung-ho as i am f- uh, for the previous film yeah for sure that makes sense um but that's it those are that's the movies it that's that a sewed dave that's a sewed we've done it we did it I'm we back! did a sewed and we did a sewed oh our first sure sewed in weeks dave yeah Touching weeks in a sewed. Yes, man, feels good. Feels yeah, good. It feels good. We should try to pee into each other into each other's pee holes. Oh yeah. As, as, as we touch tips. 
Yeah, cross those streams. Cross for sure. those streams. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh shoot. Um. How it's do, me. How do we? Do? So you, go, normally, you go first. Normally yes, you, you go think, first. See, I know why because normally you would thank the guest. Like that's what you do. You'd say, hey, I think oh, thank you so much. You. And then you you say some shit, and, and then, then, then I, I come go, in. and then I say, hey, Dave, you say some stuff, and then you say some exactly. stuff, Dave. So why don't you so, say that stuff? Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G A M E F U L O Y, unemployed. Uh, we have exclu- exclusive podcasts on there, such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night. We with sure our do. Patrons. Last week we did both Back to Future One and Two, so it stands to reason maybe we'll do three tonight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is just special. Uh, we are going to stream the Oscars on Sunday. We sure uh, are around five o'clock. Uh, w- you know, uh, L.A. Pacific time. Time. Uh, will that? <laughs> thank you. Will that, thank you. I couldn't think of what Pacific time will was. That, will that? Um, will that be restricted to certain level patrons, or do we? Oh fuck! Yeah, um, maybe not. We hadn't talked about that before we made this announcement. I just realized. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I that think might be fun. It might be. I think there's a limit to the room, but yeah, that's. I don't know. I have nitro, so it shouldn't give me a limit. This will be on Discord. You have we do nitro. This on Discord. Yeah, and, and Discord has nitro mode. Point being that we we do movie streams on Friday this way. But I think we're going to do the Oscars on yeah. Sunday. So we'll do that and we'll, you know, we talk over it yeah. and we'll have fun. It'll just be open like, for everyone. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. let's just make that decision now, Dave. It'll be open for, for everyone who wants to come. Okay, so not even like... Oh, patrons. Patrons? patrons. Okay. Every level patrons. of patrons, yeah. Got it. We also have a store. Uh, head over to GameFlanEmployed.com. Excuse me. <laughs> or we have a link to our Teespring store where you can find all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of stuff. Jesus Christ, I'm... I'm You're gassy. I'm really gassy right now. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> That's usually me. You're me right now. I haven't now. eaten much today. Um, yeah, t-shirts, posters, uh, uh, stickers, mugs, all kinds of things. So slap your little your lo- peepers on that if mm-hmm. you want. If you want. I nailed it, Dave. I did it so well. This you was did. flawless. Flawless. We did great. Yeah, we did really good. We did a good job. Yeah. We're, we're good at this, Dave. We should we should we should we should start a business. We should. We should start a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh and then like uh how do you how do you like can you like can we like do crimes through the business? How do you launder money? You absolutely can do crimes through the business, Dave. Oh, that's great yeah. news. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll look into that. Yeah, the business actually makes it easier to do certain kinds of crimes. Oh, nice. Yeah. God, if we actually do crimes, this is going to be used as evidence. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to deny that we did crimes when they could just play Listen, audio of us theoretically, saying, crimes. I am not saying we're doing any crimes, but we sure. could, should sure. the opportunity arise. <laughs> should the, uh, yes, exactly. So send us your crimes. Yeah, send us your crimes and we'll try to do them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try to do all your crimes. Mm-hmm. We'll be the crime guys. Yep, the try guys. <laughs> the try guys, yeah. but we're crime guys. The crime <laughs> guys crack open an ATM for the first time. Oh fuck yes! The crime guys beat a guy with a crowbar. This is a great idea. It's, it, it, this would be an incredible YouTube channel, Dave. We should do this. It really would. Yep. yep. The crime guys <laughs> carry out a contract killing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. It's decided. Yep. We will do crime yep. from here. The on. crime guys steal a blimp. 
Oh, that would be a really good one. We should one. just do that anyway. We should live stream us stealing a blimp. There there has to be like a blimp. Like nobody, I don't even need to live stream it. I just want to steal a blimp Nobody have one. Right, but we should do it we should do it for the clicks, Dave. Um if we're oh, gonna if yeah, we're gonna do it at we all, we should say, do it for the clicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um but like Yeah, it's maybe hard to sell a br- a stolen blimp. Well that's frankly. what I was, that's what I was gonna say, is nobody's gonna be guarding a blimp. They're not worth anything. They're blimps. Right. And so like, like but uh, it'd be easy to steal would, one. It'd be easy to steal, but if you try to sell, people would be like, did you steal this? And it's like, no. And it's like, really? Why are we try- wait, wait, it, says, wait. it says Goodyear right well, there why, on the side. Why are you jumping to sell? Why would we sell the blimp? We would just live That's in true. it. That's we true. We would exist oh, right. in the blimp. How could the cops catch us if we live in the sky? We, we would live in the fucking blimp like King Koopa. Yeah. There's no evidence of anybody shooting down a balloon nope. like uh, then, then the sky, uh, the sky, vehicle. The sky is international air, Dave. It's international waters, but in the sky. So blimp casino. Right. I see where you're going yes. with this. Yeah, we can gamble up there. Yep, just you and I. Yeah, you and me but... gambling. <laughs> we invite other people. All right, we can get a Bioshock going. Okay, yeah, let's do a Bioshock. Do a Bioshock. Honestly, Without, that's what like, that's what all of this know. has been building up to is us doing a Bioshock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, not less problematic. Bioshock. Yes, we'll let's build we'll build a society of like 13 people in a blimp. Yeah, above the American Midwest. Oh, yeah. Let's be libertarians. Mm. Did I go too far? Okay. I'm not All as right, excited about being that. I'm excited about living in a blimp, though. <laughs> All right. Which I Whatever guess would make us, us libertarians. <laughs> right. That's the problem is we, we have to like, you'd have to like thread that needle through like we, we would, libertarianism. We would, we, would be, we would be socialist within the blimp, though. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's there's, I don't know. There's a lot of considerations. It's just, I'm just saying it'd be help. It'd be helpful to have Peter Thiel's uh, funding for our, like, we could tell him we're making a blimp city, and then we just take off without him. Yeah. And we're like, so we'd long, li- sucker. Thanks for the money. We leave him at the dock. Yeah. Right. And what is he going to do? We're in a blimp. Shake what his, is he going to do? Shake his fucking fist. That's all he can yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. You son of a bitch, Peter Thiel. Yep. All we right. got you. Yeah, we got you. We got the you. The crime guys. You've been crime, crime guys. guys. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Bye. 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 Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.